from the Draco Vista Studios in Phoenix, Arizona, unlocking secrets of writing, conversing with masters of the craft, and just having a lot of fun. It's the Dragon Page, cover to cover. And welcome to another Dragon Page cover to cover. I'm Michael Armenengay. And I am Michael Stackpole. And uh, yeah, we got an uh, interesting show for you today. We've got a few topical things and yep. uh, some stuff that's in the news, at least when we're recording this here the uh, second week of February. Yep, yep. yep. So, uh, you know, actually, we haven't done any uh, voicemail for a while. We okay. haven't heard from anybody. So I think we should do that first. All right. Hi, guys. Web Genie here. I was just reading a blog post by Sandra Mitchell, the author of Shadowed Summer. She's talking about books being torrented. Her take on the economic impact on a beginning author is pretty interesting. What's more interesting is that she has figures on the number of illicit downloads, which brought up a couple of questions. Are ebook downloads, the paid for ones, counting towards New York Times bestseller sa- status? Mm-mm. You'd think they would. Actually, in a fair world, they'd count more since these are books that are actually being acquired by a customer, not a bookstore which might return them later. Do publishing houses do anything to follow up on lost sales opportunities? Here I'm thinking of my latest attempts to acquire an ebook version of Devin Monk's book, Magic to the Bone. This book is available in ebook format, just not for sale in Canada. Who knows why? Regional sales limitations and electronically formatted goods just don't make sense at all. Talk to you later. Bye. Mm, two very good points there. Two, two excellent points. Um, one, the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, they've just premiered an ebook uh, uh, bestseller list, but the New York Times list, uh, New York Times list traditionally, the print list has always been books sold into stores, not books sold out of stores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is why we're all sort of laughing about uh, Snooky's book. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably hit the New York Times bestseller list going in, but very few stores, very few copies are moving out. Right. Um, so, you know, it won't be rescinded. Whereas other lists like the Wall Street Journal list, and I know for a fact uh, the USA Today list um, uh, is on books that are actually sold. Um the the list that um, the New York Times will work from, I'm sure, will work with uh, sales from uh, places like uh, Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, I doubt they're going to be counting sales that uh, individual authors do from their own websites. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you'll be covering a, a certain amount of the sales, but not necessarily um, all of the sales. So that will be interesting to see. Um, and uh, perforce, they'll have to be working with raw numbers there because you know Kindle is not Kindle is not buying the books; they're selling them on a one-for-one basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be doing little raw numbers there. In terms of the the attempts to follow up on uh, lost sales or lost sales opportunities, um, traditional publishers have been horrible at this forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they make no attempt to follow up on these sorts of things. Um, I'll give you a parallel story uh, uh, just so you just so you have some reflection. Um, I sell really, really well in Germany. And my uh, 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 the Battletech books sold extremely well over there. And my foreign rights agent um, would sell novels of mine over there for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a novel, uh, Italian Revenant, that uh, he uh, that I had the rights to, 
uh, for translation. He turned around and sold it to a German publisher for, I think at the time, 12,000 Deutschmarks. Hmm. The German publisher thought that was a little much, so they went back to Bantam, from whom I'd gotten the rights back, mm-hmm. and said to their foreign rights department, hey, do you still have the rights to this? We'll buy it for you from you for 8,000 Deutschmarks. <laughs> and Bantam said, okay, no problem, and sent me a note saying, hey, guess what? We just sold your thing for 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh you know they had no idea of how well i sell they had no idea how much that uh, that that uh, you know other books have been paid for and this would if if they had pushed them and gotten more out of it it would have been more for bantam mm-hmm. you know but instead you know their department was just there answering answering phones um and waiting for people to come to them they were not out there uh, pushing for any of these uh, sales opportunities mm-hmm. so no they're not good now if you're outside the United States and you want to get some of these books, you know, do check the authors and check their websites. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of authors like me offer the books for direct sale from our websites. So you're getting the same book that you would get off of Amazon.com, but you don't have any of those annoying uh, uh, restrictions. I should also note, you know, when I put books up for Amazon and, and the same is true for every author I know, we put down no area restrictions so mm-hmm. they should be able to sell everywhere right but um for some reason i guess that doesn't translate through sometimes on the amazon computers mm-hmm. um so yeah just check with the authors and shoot them a note uh, you know maybe they need to go back through and, and double check a box on uh, on amazon but uh, mm-hmm. um what about torrents i mean uh, are we seeing a ton of of pirated stuff happening on torrents i mean is, is there any way to really gauge that or judge that it's 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 tough to it's tough to track torrents Mm -hmm. um it's tough to to get i think reliable numbers on torrents um and i think it's really tough to to police torrents Mm -hmm. because it's all it's all peer-to-peer what authors can police and what authors will police if you know if the fans will help them uh and this is this is um uh i'll tell you right now uh, i'm involved in a situation where there was a guy out of great britain who was selling a four DVD set. It was 200,000 novels. Wow. On four DVDs. All right. <laughs> Holy cow. 200,000. And he was selling them and he was mailing them through, uh, uh, through, uh, uh, through the Royal, you know, the Royal mail, mm-hmm. uh, two people. Uh, and these were novels, Stephen King, uh, Vonda McIntyre, you know, anybody wow. and everybody you can imagine. Now, in his eBay listings, he claimed he had the rights to sell these, um, and, uh, uh, and, and of course, he doesn't, and that's somebody that we can go after. Mm-hmm. Now, he undoubtedly collected all those off of Torrance and put it all together, mm-hmm. um, and so that is a guy that we can go after, and you can go after, um, you know, the only good thing to come out of Homeland Security is that they do have a division that protects intellectual property. Uh, and, and so, you know, that's, you know, we go to the ice division and say, hi guys, Americans are having their intellectual property stolen. And it's this little guy right there in Nottingham. Um, <laughs> and a couple of men in black show up, he gets carried away screaming and we're good to go. All you know, good to go. There you that's go. right. Yeah. The extraordinary rendition. You um, know, it, yeah, I, uh, there, there's so much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, the internet tends to want to be free to some extent. I mean, that's a, that's the, 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 the buzzword out there, I guess, right, or the right. buzz statement that's out there. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's it's, well, it's information wants to be free, and what all of us keep saying back is, 
but we're entertainment. Mm -hmm. You have to pay for entertainment. Right, exactly. Okay, you know, I'll give you the periodic table for free. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you all the numbers from one to infinity for free. Uh, I'll even throw in all the negatives and imaginaries. What a nice guy I am. Okay, but, uh, but what I do is entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, what, what we do is entertainment and you can't get that just out of information. Mm -hmm. If we could, none of us would have ever had a job anyway. So, no, well, there you go. You know, I don't know this. We're, we're, I don't want to really go back to this debate. We've had it several times. You know, I, I, I still say that there's a lot of, a lot to be said about if you acquire something for free, it tends to make you want to go out and find other things. And some of that may be paid. You know, you may buy other things. Uh, but just, that, your point may be 100% valid. Mm -hmm. My point is that it's up to me as the property holder to decide whether or not you should take it for free. Mm. If I'm a farmer and I grow apples and I put a bushel basket I know. on my front I know. step. We've had this conversation. Okay. So <laughs> let's take it one step further because some people will go, well, apples are real property. Intellectual property isn't intellectual property or isn't real property, which is like total bull crap and and even Anne Rind or Ayn Rand <laughs> believed that intellectual property was real property in any event. Um, and if you don't believe me, just read, you know, uh, Atlas Shrugged, uh, where it's <laughs> readily apparent that that's, you know, uh, what was uh, what was going on there. Mm -hmm. um, the because uh, 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 she, you know, he, Hank Reardon had to sign over the secrets of Reardon metal, not actual ingots of Reardon metal. <laughs> Morons. Um, in any event, <laughs> moving right along, I'm not bitter at all. No, am I? no okay. not at all. But to 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 go <laughs> back to the. Poked the bear this yes, morning, you evidently. Really did, yeah. Um, if I decide to give a reading, whether through Second Life, which I do fairly often, or mm -hmm. at a convention or any of those things, it is up to me to decide to give that stuff away for free, up to you to decide whether or not you want to purchase uh, things after the fact. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a decision. But it's not one of those things of, I mean, this is sort of like saying someone, well, this guy broke into the bakery and liked the bread so much that he came back and bought a couple of loaves. So <laughs> so he shouldn't be prosecuted for stealing the loaves in the first place. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it. You know, that doesn't, you know, hold it. where does that, that doesn't work, you know? Uh, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, that is the, you know, that is, is one of the ways to look at it. I don't think, I, I personally don't think that if your material is priced reasonably, mm -hmm. that piracy is going to be a big problem. And it all comes down to this. And this is, this is a fundamentally true statement across all human beings. And that is, we are all lazy bastards. And the easier it is to acquire something, that's it. The, the path of least resistance is the way that most people will go. And if you have something that it's it's a it's a couple bucks, it's easier just to pay a couple bucks right. than to spend two hours on the internet trying to download a torrent or trying to find some other free way that is wasting all your time. You know what? People are going to do the cheaper way. They'll, right. they'll they'll throw a couple bucks at it to save themselves a whole bunch of a pain and, in the butt. And and look, let's be let's be realistic about this. Mm. If torrents really were that much of a pain in the ass, mm -hmm. okay. Don't you think computer companies would have already created Trojan horse torrent <laughs> files, mm -hmm. which just go out and totally destroy 
the hard drives of anybody who's downloaded a torrent. Well, and the, I mean, it's what it comes down to is, I mean, it is it is a pain in the butt. Yeah. It, it really is to, you know, torrenting is, is not easy. I mean, they, they've got some programs out there that make it somewhat easy, but it's it, still... It, it takes some time. It takes time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's, yeah, it's... It's not as simple well, as it's, just it, going to... Let's put it this way. The fact that you and I know that it takes time, mm-hmm. and the fact that we've got listeners out there that are nodding their heads going, yeah, it does take time, this indicates, you know, if you know that it takes time to, and you actually know what torrenting is and, and know that there are mm-hmm. programs that allow you to do it, um, this shows that you've got one level of computer skill that probably puts you in the 80th percentile in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that means that there are 79 percentiles <laughs> below you that don't have a clue. And exactly. they're going to be more than happy to buy this stuff uh, legitimately so it doesn't screw stuff up and mm-hmm. it doesn't look wrong. And I would just say the other thing about this with, with torrent torrented stuff, because I've, uh, you know, I've, I've made no secret of the fact that I've downloaded torrents that have got my own material in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've looked the material over, and the material is not uh, is not good. Yeah, um, it's well, not always okay. it's not always as faithful as you might want. Exactly. You know, I some, mean, some parts are clean, but there's you know. a lot of times that you you spend you know spend a couple hours downloading something, and you you pull it up, and it's like, wow, I wasted two hours of my life for this. And yeah, it's, exactly. And it's crap, and you end up throwing it in the trash anyway, and it's like, wow, it wasn't really, yeah. really worth it. And, and just for anybody who, who doesn't believe me, you know, if you pull a torrent, if someone is scanned, is someone is scanned a story, um, and it's all ends up in plain text, there's no italics. Mm-hmm. Totally changes the meaning of the story. Mm-hmm. Totally changes the meaning of the story, and this this happens uh, this happens all the time. Or I, I was saying that I was cleaning. Or it's up, incomplete. Or it's incomplete. Yeah. Or it's I was, missing stuff. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> Missed a couple of chapters. Or it was really funny when I was doing uh, uh, the um, uh, when I was I had scanned Eyes of Silver, just because of the typeface and the type size and the OCR software I was using. Um, more often than fairly often, the word not N O T. Came up as the word riot, R I O T. There's a considerable difference between riot and not, and you can't just do a universal replace because sometimes riot is the appropriate word. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so uh, anyway, yes, enough sorry. of that. Let's 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 take a quick break here. We'll regroup and All right. come back with something else. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Dragon Sushi, Dakota. Um, yeah, I'd like two tuna rolls and two California rolls, and can I get a slice of sci-fi? Oh, what is slice of sci-fi? What is slice of sci-fi? Why, it's an award-winning podcast. That's what slice of sci-fi is. Oh, we know I have slice of sci-fi. What do you mean you don't have slice of sci-fi? We know I have Yuko, but I need my slice of sci-fi. I give you a slice of sci-fi. Whoa! Slice of Sci-Fi can only be found at www.sliceofsci-fi.com. Welcome to my library. Hey, welcome everyone to another library segment. Hey, we got some actual books in. We do. We, we do. had quite the dry spell there for a while. Didn't yeah, have well, anything coming in? Well, you know, nobody was in New York during Christmas time. So, <laughs> so I've got. Uh, I'm going to try my my makeshift bifocals here. Okay, so, don't you like wear those driving? 
No. Where are those driving? No, you look like a large insect. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, but uh, yeah, actually, they've been doing. This I mean, a great-looking insect, you know. There you it's go. Just, there you go. Felt so. and everything like that. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start. I've actually got the new book from Jesse Peterson, and if you remember Jesse being on the show a while right, back, right. her first book was Married with Zombies. We yep. had a great interview with her. A lot of fun. This is the next book. It is called Flip the Zombie. <laughs> yes, indeed. The zombie apocalypse has never been good to Sarah and David, but their marriage is better than ever. They communicate well, share responsibilities, and now they're starting a business. Business. Zombie Busters. For all your zombie extermination needs. There you go. <laughs> so Married with Zombies was a blast. Um, Flip This Zombie is the next one. And in July 2011, the new one is going to be Eat, Slay, and Love. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. So um, more with this series. Uh, it was, the first one was a blast. It was. It was, it was so much fun. Yep. If you have not had a chance, go pick that one up and go pick this one up too. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, I have Agatha H. and the Airship City, uh, a, a novel by Phil and Kaija Folio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a January 2011 release from uh, Nightshade Books. Adventure, romance, mad science. The Industrial Revolution has escalated into an all-out into all-out warfare. It has been 18 years since the Heterodyne Boys, benevolent adventurers and inventors, uh, disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Today, Europe is ruled by the Sparks, dynasties of mad scientists ruling over and terrorizing the hapless populations with their bizarre inventions and unchecked power, while the downtrodden dream of the Heterodynes return. At Transylvania Polygnostic University, a pretty young student named Agatha Clay, seems to have nothing but bad luck. Incapable of building anything that actually works, but dedicated to her studies, Agatha seems destined for a lackluster career as a minor lab assistant. But when the university is overthrown by the ruthless tyrant Baron Klaus Wolfenbach, Agatha <laughs> finds herself a prisoner aboard his massive airship, Castle Wolfenbach, and, begins to, and it begins to look like she might... Carry a spark of mad scientist after all. Wow, that sounds oh, like yeah. a it's, blast. It, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, and it is, I mean, a great steampunk, great oh, steampunk story. And great good, cover. Good yeah, steampunk yeah. is just so much fun. Absolutely. Oh. That one's going home with me, by the way. Um, I, the next one I've got is, this one sounds fantastic, too. This is uh, called Grail. It is by Elizabeth Bear. It is on uh, Bantam Spectra. Um, wow, this, this yeah, I, I love books like like this. At last, the generation ship Jacob's Ladder has arrived at its destination, the planet they have come to call Grail. But this habitable jewel is um, just happens to be populated already by humans who call their home fortune. So, okay, so it's, they call it, we call it Grail, they call it fortune. Got it, okay. And they are wary of sharing fortune especially with people who have genetically engineered themselves to such an extent that it is a matter of debate whether they are even human anymore. Oh, my. Yeah. That's, Very cool. Uh, we've got a little bit of, uh, okay, we're still us, but are we still us? Yeah. Yeah. And but uh, the, the 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 skin may change, but the uh, impetus behind us all is still yeah, the, the same. The machine may be different, but is the ghost. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Okay. 
I have got Jack, Secret Vengeance by F. Paul Wilson. Uh, this is uh, the final book in a trilogy of young adult novels by New York Times bestselling author F. Paul Wilson, starring his most popular character, Repairman Jack, as a teenager. Oh, another Repairman Jack oh, novel? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. This is young, young Repairman Jack. Um, so this is... Um, and we uh, haven't had him on yet? Uh, yeah, we had him on. We've talked uh, no, about I mean, this. I, uh, I, for this book. I Not mean, we've had him book. on no, no, for no. like every other book he's ever done. Well, you know, summer's been busy. Uh, you know, so have to there give, we go. Got to give Paul a call. Yeah, there we go. Um, so uh, so this one is, like I say, Secret Vengeance, and it is an all-new mystery. It is available uh, now in February. Uh, and it says, of it, everybody loves senior Carlson uh, Carson Tolliver, captain and quarterback of the football team, heartthrob of the South Burlington country regional high, especially the girls. Even Jack's best friend, Wheezy, has a crush on him. And unlike the most popular kids at school, he's not stuck up. Jack even sees him defending a kid who is being bullied in the hall, which is why Jack is so surprised when Wheezy tells him that Carson took her on a date and attacked her. Jack tries to convince her uh, to report Carson, but Wheezy would rather forget it ever happened. She begs him not to tell anyone, and Jack reluctantly agrees. But then Carson starts telling his own version of what happened that night, and suddenly everyone's calling her Easy Wheezy. Jack's concern turns to rage. Carson needs to be taught a lesson. With the help of the Pineys, reclusive inhabitants of the mysterious Jersey Pine Barrens, who have secrets of their own, Jack finds a way to exact secret vengeance. Ooh, okay. Yeah, a lot of fun. All all those are fun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got uh, um, from Jules Watson. This is the, uh, let's see, the, I'm not sure if this is a series or if this is the first. It may be a first in, doesn't matter. Uh, Really quickly on the cover. I'm not sure I'm digging the photorealistic covers that are coming out. They're actual photographs, folks. What these are, it's it's kind of like little Photoshop work with the photorealistic. Sh- I don't know. I, I'm like the more stylized. I don't know. Sorry, I'm I'm off on a tangent, and it's it's just a kind of a personal preference there. I'd I'd love to hear what you folks think about that out right. there. If you if you dig these photorealistic, or if they come off as kind of cheesy to you. Yeah. Photoshop. Photoshop, yeah. Photoshop. It's just Photoshop. Photoshop. Okay, anyway, this is called The Raven Queen, and uh, it's, like I said, from Jules Watson, also on Bantam Spectra. Um, yeah. In this dazzling retelling of, one of, uh, retelling of one of Ireland's most stirring legend, acclaimed author Jules Watson brings to life the story of Maeve, the Raven Queen, who is uh, f- as fierce as she is captivating. She was born to be a pawn used to secure her father's royal hold on his lands. She was forced to advance his will through marriage. Her own desires always thwarted, but free-spirited Maeve will no longer endure the schemes of her latest husband, Connor, the cunning loose ruler of Ulstra. And when her father's death puts her homeland at mercy of its greeting lord and Connor's forces, Maeve knows she must at last come into her own power and save it. There you go. You know what? Actually, I think my wife, I think Loria will love this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, this this is one I'm setting aside for her. She will, she'll eat this up. Well, here's another one she's going to love. Okay. Um, this is Shadow Fever by Karen Marie Monning. Ooh, okay. And this is the fifth in the in the uh, in the Fever series. Uh, the series has been called "Delectably Dark and Sexy" by the Chicago Tribune, and a compelling world filled with mystery and vivid characters by Publishers Weekly. Um, 
Now, Moaning returns to Dublin's fey-infested shores in her fifth novel in the series, Shadow Fever. The book is to be published as a Delacorte Press hardcover January 18, 2011. Michaela Lane was just a child when she and her sister, Alina, were given up for adoption and banished from Ireland forever. Twenty years later, Alina is dead and Mac has returned to the country that expelled them to hunt her sister's murderer. Well, I guess forever wasn't forever. Um, but discovering, but after discovering that she uh, descends from a bloodline both gifted and cursed, Mac is plunged into a secret history, an ancient conflict between humans and immortals who have lived concealed among us for thousands of years. What follows is a shocking chain of events with devastating consequences, and now Mac struggles to cope with grief while continuing her mission to acquire and control the Sinsar Do a book of dark, forbidden magic inscribed by the mythical Unseelie King, containing the power to create and destroy worlds. Hmm. So, yeah, big old uh, big old uh, paranormal romance and stuff. Your wife will love this. Yeah, absolutely. But I want you to notice this has got a dynamite, a really interesting cover. That's a great cover. I love it's got that. A, it's got a clear Mylar cover that's been overprinted, and, and through the clear parts, you get to see the image on the actual mm-hmm. book, book jacket. Uh, that's and, very cool and and so yeah so it's kind of interesting it it has that feel of library books that have the plastic cover over it mm-hmm. um, and the only thing I would be worried about with this I mean I would get one it's obviously going to be very collectible but um, that that mylar might tear but but well yeah, it's, it's cool. yeah it's one of those that you you handle with care and keep in your library lovingly yes you do yes yes you read the electronic copy <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> Um, I didn't, I don't, have you heard of Beth Revis before? I have not. Beth Revis, Across the Universe is the next book that I have. Um, interesting, we uh, kind of have a theme going with me over here. Amy and her, Amy and her, and her parents believe they will wake on a new planet, Centauri Earth, 300 years in the future, but 50 years before Godspeed's scheduled landing cryo chamber 42 is mysteriously unplugged and amy is violently awoken from her frozen slumber someone tried to murder her now amy is caught inside a tiny world where nothing makes sense godspeed's 2312 passengers have fortified all controls to eldest a tyrannical and frightening leader an elder eldest rebellious teenager heir a teenage heir is both Fascinated with Amy and eager to discover whether he has what it takes to lead. <laughs> nice. nice. So we got a generation ship. We've got a little intrigue. We've got a little bit of uh, yeah. This yeah. is this yeah. could be this could be a good read. Yeah, no doubt about it. So all right. Okay, what I have here, the last one, and it's one of more unusual books, but we, I want to include it because of that. Mm-hmm. Extreme Perspective for Artists. Learn the secrets of curvilinear, cylindrical, fisheye, isometric, and other amazing systems that will make your drawings pop off the page by David Chelsea. Oh, this cool. is a this is a book for graphic uh, graphic novelist artists. Um and uh, and it talks about in 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 a graphic novel form mm-hmm. uh, how to do perspective. And on top of that, which is really very cool, is there is a DVD bound into the back of the book, very which cool. gives you visual instructions on how to do all of this stuff. 
That is very cool. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it is great. And, and sure, you know, there are going to be filters out there and things you can do in Photoshop and all that things that will help you do these things. But by learning the basic techniques and stuff, um, this will let you know what the heck it is you think you're doing before you just do, <laughs> like me, play around with all the filters and make things bend and stuff like that, which exactly. is like, yeah. So I don't have any idea what I'm doing, but, you know, but, but yeah. So that could a, be fun. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's a very, very cool fun. book. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for the library segment. And actually, it's going to do it for this show. We're a little short today, but. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. yeah Hopefully to, there's uh, something interesting that you got out of this week's show. Uh, oops. What was, what? I don't know what that was. Okay. There we go. Hey, music. I like music. That's all right. <laughs> you know the numbers 206-350-READ. That's 206-350-7323 if you would like to uh, contact us and tell us what you think. Second life. Second life. You're still so doing your just, second life thing, and still, I'm um, just finishing up the. Well, by the time you're listening to this, I'm just finishing up the Conan novelization. So there you go. We're good to go. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to that. I guess that's you have right. to interview yourself. I can interview myself. That's true. That'll be fun. Well, I'll work on getting interviews with like real people. Oh, that'll like, be like, you know, like the screenwriter and you know <laughs> things like that. So, yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week. Well, we could interview Robert Howard. Oh, wow, let's get a psychic in here. That'd be awesome. Psychic. 